Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, Mike Molina, and the Hackmaster, Raftoy Basham, MD. We will be right back to kick things off, ladies and gentlemen. Ralph and I are leaving for the Dominican Republic tonight, and everybody else just gets to lay back and do nothing. Typical. You do know some people go on vacation there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll be back, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt, then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions, or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? At, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant. Bradshaw and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience, and working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Should I pause the song for you so you can freak out, Tom? About what do you mean? You know, when it slows down. No, it's when it stops. Yeah, when it stops. And well, it's not trying to grow. It's, it's, it's not trying to grow. Oh, it's, what is uh, it? It's long train running. Oh, okay. I, what he's talking about is when I was at KVOX <laughs> in Fargo. In 1975, <laughs> long train running by the Doobie Brothers as a pause toward the end. And, <laughs> and me just being a wise guy. Uh, so it goes, where would you be now? And then it pauses like three seconds. It goes, well, it went, where would you be now? And I paused it for about five minutes. And people went berserk. Could you, so you could smoke a heater? <laughs> no, just to, just to F with people. That's all. I'm just messing with them. See, now, oh, I did that, that one time. like you. Because Dave was on his way out. I did it to Helter Skelter. And he found out and he freaked uh, out on me. Dave Hamilton. 
Why? No, because, well, he was on a, he was retiring, so I did that same thing because you did it on the song Helter Skelter by the Beatles. And all the alarms See, in the Tom, studios were going influence. off. <laughs> all the alarms yeah. went off? Well, yeah, the I, dead air alarm. Yeah, the dead air alarm. going to be a problem. Bad influence. Hall of Fame, bad influence. Bad actors, bad That's apple. It's going to be a problem. <laughs> bad seed. Uh, Dave shot out I believe we have Kristen off. with us. Who? Are you talking? Oh. Are you talking about Ms. Uh, Ms. Burt? Ms. Burt, Ms. Oscar. Is that who we're talking about here? <laughs> I'm here. What's the buzz? What's the buzz? You know, I'm I'm in recovery mode from all Um I know you guys didn't watch. I saw some. I saw Catherine's tweets and things like that. But uh, <laughs> I wasn't surprised. It was a low-rated broadcast. I thought it was a pretty. Um, Slow broadcast. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, it felt draggy, even to me. Um, and I've, you know, I've covered the Oscars since 2006, right. and it felt really draggy. Yeah, we. I ran into a neighbor who said, "Did you? I'm sorry if you had a lot of noise because we had a, I had a big Oscar party." And I said, "No, I didn't hear anything. How was it?" And he said, "It's the most boring thing I've ever seen in my life." Yeah, everyone says it was just. Well, I, I bet what they did was, uh, at the last second, they said. We have to tone down the politics. I doubt it. So they had to cut all that, but then they didn't have anything to replace it with. Oh, there but you it go. was four hours. It was four. Yeah. Hours. So they just yeah. Kind of... They added. They did add thirty minutes to the show this year. Yeah. So they added time to it, which is never a good idea. <clears throat> never yeah. a good idea Why? at all. And the other thing is that the films this year are not like at least last year there was there was a lot of buzz around La La Land. A lot of people enjoyed it. Uh, just because it was a musical, and I think it, you know it brought a lot to the show in terms of like light and energy and stuff like that. There was a lot of talk about Moonlight, and then of course you had the debacle with the envelopes at the right. end. But um, there was a more of a box office draw this year. You're looking at movies like Shape of Water, Three Billboards, Lady Bird. I mean, a lot of these were very independent feeling movies, mm-hmm. even if they were you know um, funded by big studios with bigger budgets. They felt independent and they felt smaller is that intentional rather than having the big blockbuster or the big period drama or something like that because people are just well it's rare it's rare for a big blockbuster to get nominated i mean you think about like titanic avatar like we can probably name those right on one hand la la land did very well at the box office but that was kind of a fluke it was kind of unexpected um Maybe, and this would be interesting, but maybe Black Panther will be in the mix for next year, and that would be a big draw. That would bring people to the table again, because that is a movie a lot of people have gone to see, and a lot of people have gone to see it more than once. But, I mean, I'm predicting something that's for 2019 at this point. When was the last uh, Marvel Universe movie that won an Oscar? Never or, happened. Uh, yeah, it yeah Never. so that that's happen. the thing. They it's don't, not going to happen. Really big deal. Yeah, they don't really win movies. But, movies like that don't win Oscars. Well, they win, like, maybe special effects, don't they? Yeah, well, well Star Wars, I'm sure, will win yeah. special yeah, effects. Well, makeup true. or something. or That's very, very but true. The, no, makeup was won by Darkest Hour, so... <laughs> By what? I was like, no, that's the darkest hour. Oh, darkest oh. hour. Oh, okay. Uh, is, yeah. So is um goes to higher brow fair. It doesn't usually go. To, it's very rare for it to these days go to monster makeup, which is the traditional stuff that like Rick Baker and Dick Smith really brought forward. Um, so the interesting thing too is the highest watch Oscars ever were 1998 with Titanic. 
I'm just to give surprised. you an idea. So a movie that everybody saw multiple times. That was a good movie. Times. That was a really good movie. If, if, yeah, if you see something like that Black Panther happening next year, it won't be the highest rated Oscars ever because people don't watch TV like they did in 1998. No, but I think no. you would see a, a rise in the ratings, let's put it that way. Yeah, I think what was down, what was it down, like 12 million this year? It was down 30%. Yeah, it was a huge number. A huge number. And the other thing, I'm going to say this, is more and more people are cutting the cords, and they're still requiring you, in order to watch streaming, um, for a channel that is essentially supposed to be free, as long as you have an antenna, um, they're requiring you to sign up for either a streaming service, or they require you to enter your cable provider. And I'm like, guys, just They'll, you know, make the broadcast available for 10 bucks or whatever, or make the broadcast right. available free. for free and then sell extra ads for those. Those people will have to watch extra ads or something like that. But that's the way to do it because I can watch the Super Bowl for free. Mm-hmm. Why can't I watch the Oscars for free? If I could, they, they made more money than they ever had in advertising. They're just fine. If I could pay $10 a month or $5 a month or whatever for something like Simpsons World, which is Fox's... Um, it's just a website that has every episode of The Simpsons on it uh, in, like, a remastered HD. Uh, but you can't have it unless you have a specific uh, cable package. Like Roku or something? Or no, like Roku. like a literal specific no. cable package. Oh, okay. And so I've never been able to use it. But it's like it's the kind of thing where I would pay money for it if I was allowed to. But I can't even do that unless I want to pay... You know, eighty dollars to some other company, and then you know right. they'll piggyback on that, which you know that's ridiculous. I know <laughs> that 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 rubs me the wrong way when you have to pay Netflix, but then you have to pay for Showtime, and then you have to pay for this, and then you yeah, have to pay for that. Why? It's taking the reason why everybody wanted Netflix or Roku off the table. Amazon. Amazon's Amazon. the one that's doing all that. What? Charging for Showtime and charging for HBO and all that. They do charge for a lot of... uh, They're in a weird position, though, in that they're not technically a streaming service. They just have a streaming service. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing I see them doing in the future is there'll be Amazon Prime and then there'll be, like, you know, Amazon Streaming, which is a different thing you can pay $15 a month for. And you'll have a, like, you know, a higher range of... Things to watch on their uh, Amazon Video. And didn't thing. they didn't they just raise the rates for Amazon Prime? And it didn't you didn't get any extra stuff. I think that's true. Yes, they yeah. all did. Netflix uh, went well, up. Well, you know, too. inflation. Well, I know, but you should By get 50%. something. You should get something extra when they raise the rates. In my opinion, it takes the sting out of it. Not a bad plan, actually. No. Not a bad plan. Especially at all. when the guy's rolling in money like yeah. tomorrow. You know. Well, you don't. Uh, <laughs> You don't get a whole lot of money by, you know, giving stuff away. All right, Kristen, so I have to bring it up. <laughs> Goodwill. So uh, your best actor uh, winner and your uh, best uh, animation uh, winner, both uh, one was an, a charged rapist and the other one hit his wife in the face with a phone when they broke up years ago. Yeah. Allegedly. Is there and I want to I say this, and I'm going to say this because I, if you're going to shun Ryan Seacrest, you cannot hand an Oscar to Kobe Bryant and Gary Oldman. I agree. You've got to sit there and make a choice and stick with it because we've got a long way to go in terms of this. And I, you know, I was thinking about you guys because I covered the Kobe Bryant trial like ad nauseum when I was working with Jesse Ventura. Uh, So I know that case fairly well. Mm -hmm. And if you go and look, and I tweeted it out, but you can go and look and see his apology. He was like, I thought it was consensual. 
after sitting down with the young woman, I clearly know it wasn't. Um, and so he basically, he admitted to it. And, and that's what it is. And, you know, they came to some sort of, you know, conclusion. I think she got money so they wouldn't have to go to trial and everything. But at the same time, I'm like, he admitted it. And by the way, guys, he was also married at the time. And he was. And still yeah. is. He and got, no one yeah. mentions that part ever. They're just like, yeah, that's just expected yeah, from she, a celebrity. Yeah. She got $5 million in cash, by the way, and then said that she wouldn't And his wife got a purple diamond. Uh, with $4 million, by the way. She, the, the woman mm-hmm. who was raped got $5 million and his wife got $4 million, and uh, then he got an Oscar. And we just allow this to go on and on and on because it's the right kind of person. It's an actor or it's a this or it's a celebrity. I, I, it's disgusting to me. Well, the problem is, is if a victim's going to take four million, five million dollars, or get paid off in any way, shape, or form, and then say that she's not going to say anything, then she should be true to her word about that. Yeah, get if justice or get, get money. You can exactly. get one or the other. Either bring up charges, or you know, or 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 take the money and shut up, like you said you would do. Right. I mean, that's the problem. But, and I hear- yeah, it is a problem. And also Hollywood has a selective memory. and We forgive certain people and we don't forgive others. And I will tell you, like right now, you know, we crucified Louis C.K. three months ago. There was an article, I think just last week, saying he's starting to make appearances at comedy clubs again. And yep. he's trying to make his way back. Yep. And, you know, we've got to figure out, like, what what are we doing? I also look at E! because E! has been kind of the, the gold standard in terms of red carpet coverage. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you've had your news director with sexual harassment charges, Ken Baker, who's no longer at the network. Uh, you have the equal pay issue with Kat Sadler, who's no longer with the network. But then you also stand behind Ryan Seacrest. Um, and I get it. It's a he said, she said, because no one else has come forward. And a lot of people have things invested in Ryan Seacrest. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot at stake between American Idol and Live with Kelly and Ryan and all of the red carpet coverage. But you're sending a message to people that watch your broadcast that if these allegations are true, you didn't believe the woman at all. Like, just have him step back and have Juliana Rancic, like, step in that year and just say, this isn't the year for the attention. Like, right. you know, let the movement speak. But everyone's hypercritical and everyone's got, like, two mindsets of it. And we're never going to change the world if we're going to keep doing this. So it's, it's, inter- it's interesting. We had uh, Al Franken had to resign over allegations, yet we are awarding people who have factual uh, basis for the things that they did. It is absurd. I 100% agree with it, with you on this, like that it's, it, it is absurd. And I mean, I, and I, I am someone that doesn't love people just going to the media um, and, and stating everything. I, I would hope that people go through the legal process um, as much as you possibly can. If you do hit a wall, and go to the media because no one's listening to you. Mm-hmm. And many women have done that because they felt like they were just like at their wit's end. Right. Um, but I, I hope we come up with a more linear process to, um, you know, reporting issues and making people heard and doing it through legal channels without just like, you know, throwing things out there and hoping it sticks. And it sticks with some, it doesn't stick with others. It's it's a very confusing time, honestly. Well, even if you are telling the truth, uh, as soon as you go to the media, what you're doing for that other person is saying, hey, start hiding stuff because we're coming after you in a while. You know, It doesn't make any yep. sense. You're never supposed to let someone know that you're on to them if Tip they've committed hand. a crime. The cops aren't like, you know, okay, we're going to do a sting on you. So uh, watch out for that. Oh, no, that's the job of the mayor of uh, 
some puke hole in California. What was she the mayor of? Berkeley, I think. That I warned know. that um, warned people that ice was coming. Yeah. It was Oakland, wasn't it? Was Oakland. It? Yeah, it was, yeah, Oakland. it was Oakland. Well, it's You're California. Right. It's California. Well, <laughs> But that, that happened to Ryan Seacrest. He got word that, you know, that uh, they were starting to do some research on him about this particular case. And, oh. you know, he tried to, he started to get ahead of the story. When people tip you off, especially because he's part of the media, mm-hmm. he got tipped off. Mm-hmm. He, you know, released a statement. And then Hollywood Reporter allowed him a couple months later to uh, write an article that said, I was falsely accused. And what that's like. And then at the same time, Variety's doing a deep dive article with facts and, and, and witnesses, and, and NBC did uh, also um, a whole video package on with the witnesses saying, you know, this woman is telling the truth. I saw this. Um, and so it's that his particular story is very confusing, but I'm telling you, like with American Idol having, like just with Katy Perry, $25 million on her head alone, I mean, ABC has got to be panicking just a little bit about this. Yeah, yes. I would think so. I would think that's probably true. Isn't it amazing that the Oscars happen, and instead of talking about great acting, we have to talk about people who sexually harass? See, I have an indisputable, 100% true fact that I've never hit Catherine. And you know what that is? You'd be here alive. I'm still alive. <laughs> I'm still, still alive. alive. You still have your sack. <laughs> and you still have your I pieces. Still have that's right. My <laughs> sack. <laughs> That's exactly right. So we're good to go there. Good to go. We'll be back, Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you've noticed your vision getting cloudy, blurry, or dim, or having more difficulty seeing at night, you could have cataracts. Tom here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they do much more? They do, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age where my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Of course, Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology and vision options available, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you've been told you have cataracts or you're wondering why things just aren't as clear as they used to be, call the experts at Whiting Clinic or go to whitingclinic.com to learn more. See the folks at Whiting Clinic in order to see your very best. And don't forget to tell them that I sent you. And the Oscar goes to Francis McDormand, three billboards outside Epic, Missouri. Okay. (laughs) So I'm hyperventilating a little bit. If I fall over, pick me up because I've got some things to say. I have two words to leave with you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Inclusion rider. No idea. What does inclusion rider mean? Inclusion rider, when when you are someone of power, which is basically anyone that was in that room that night, you can write things into your contract saying, like, I want a red couch in my trailer. Oh, that's right. I want um, this makeup use. 
it, you can say inclusion trailer, like I need to be working on a set that has diversity, that has 50% females working on the crew, whatever it is. There's but people it. of power have that ability to do it. And otherwise, if it's not um, adhered to what you put in your rider, you don't show up on set. You don't work. So it's like the M&M's um, thing? And I, hmm. Yeah, the Van Halen M&M's. That's right. Ballsy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and after, and, after one, and after one inclusion rider, you will not work. Yeah, that's the thing. Who's going to put up with that? Um, you know what? If you are some, if you're George Clooney, they'll put up with it. Yeah, if you're true. Hugh Jackman, Meryl Streep, they'll put up with it. And that's why she said it's not for the average actor at home. It's not for, um, you know, the average producer, middle class, struggling to just have get a job. We're talking about the A-listers that are have their own production companies, yeah. the um, people winning Emmys and Oscars. And, and I will tell you that. Uh, some people are actually doing that. Shonda Rhimes is a great example of that. Uh, Ryan Murphy has the Half Initiative, and he wants to make sure that half of the people working on his staff and on his crew are women of color, women, LGBT, like that there is representation, and he's already exceeded that um, number and that initiative. So, uh, like, some of his sets have 60%, so he's, he's doing pretty well. You know, what's interesting about that is um, I know somebody that was working on a large electrical um, installation for the city, a city, let's just say a city. And they have all of these, you know, inclusion things where, you know, so many people have to be black, so many people have to be Hispanic, so many people have to be women, blah, blah, blah. Uh, OSHA requirements or whatever. No, that's not OSHA. I don't know what it is. Anyway, um, Mm -hmm. they couldn't find enough engineers of all of these different categories. Right. So they had to pay people to sit in the trailer and play cards all day so that they met the requirements. That's correct. How <laughs> ridiculous yeah. is that? So so your govern so your tax dollars go so somebody can play cards so it looks like there's representation for all people. Yeah, and I'll say in Hollywood it's easy to find women and people of color and the LGBTQ community that want to work on set and do this. Uh, But when you're going to something that's more challenging, like I know when I, uh, you know, I worked in the automotive industry, I hosted a show. I was very, one of the very few women in that industry, especially 10, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I think like there's certain industries that we're not encouraging women. And I think that's why you see a lot of STEM initiatives and things like that. Yeah, I suppose that's true. But you, it also has to be, there has to be some sort of common sense about it, too. Like, you can make every best effort to find, you know, whatever person of interest that you want to be your engineer. And if you can't find one, if they just don't exist, then you shouldn't have to just hire somebody to pretend to be working. Right, because then it's, if it's at a cost of taxpayers' dollars, that doesn't make any sense well, to anybody. And it's also uh, degrading, I would think, to the worker that has to sit in the trailer and just be, you know, Oh, I think you'd statistic. be surprised how few people care if they're just getting paid to do nothing. <laughs> you got that right. Yeah, they'll be like, <laughs> be okay. okay yeah. Come on. All right, exactly. you bunch of lazy bums. What I have, I, I joke around. If I could get paid to hang out with my cats, I would. I well, love my cats. That's they're true. So Either. great, I would say pay me. <laughs> You think it'll get to the point now, like in California, because only 38% of the population in California is white. Do you think uh, if I work out there next time, I do a voiceover, if I have a honky rider, do you think they'll be able to cover it? 
<laughs> You'll be like <laughs> ushered out of the state of California. Yeah. Well, 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 wait. <laughs> why is it not shot. fair? Why everybody needs to be covered? Why? Why is that not fair? Sixty-two percent of the people who live in the state of California are minority. They are a majority minority uh, state. One of four majority minority but states. White males get a majority of the jobs in the. Oh, I in don't the care. It's got nothing to do with my rider. It's my rider, <laughs> Kristen. Your uh, rider. So. You know what? You've had it easy. You have. <laughs> Skated through straight to the Hall of Fame. That's, ex- that's exactly. Skated through. I didn't need any help from anyone. Skated through. It was so easy to get there. No hard work. No sweat. No tears. No. Nope. Skated on through. Nobody helped me at all. You know, actually, I was talking about that this morning on on the morning show. The whole whole idea that a lot of these people can't agree. Well, Mark Cuban was the uh, was the person we were talking about uh, that can't admit that part of what he's done in his life he got lucky you know yes he had a great idea and yes Mm -hmm. he's a smart businessman but he also got lucky and people like him it's the old mr rourke from the fountainhead by uh, ayn rand that they he that it wasn't the fact that the work i did is is not good it's because everybody else has bad taste (laughs) so i'm not the one that's making the mistake Uh, a lot of people cannot admit that they got lucky uh, doing what they do, like I don't know if a lot, I don't know a whole lot of actors that could admit that they they got lucky, right? Can they? Yeah, you you're around them a lot, Kristen. Can it? Can actors yeah. admit that they got lucky? I, I wish some would, and I and I say this because especially the ones and um, like right now, Army Hammer comes to mind, and right. it's people who are very good looking have a lot of access to open doors. Probably a lot of uh, celebrity kids are probably another good example of this. But mm-hmm. you know what? You had like three legs up against the average kid that like moves from Iowa with like five hundred dollars right. in their bank account and trying to make it all happen. Um, so you know, it is one of those things. I wish that there was a little bit more. It's not to say that they didn't work hard once they got the job sure. or anything like that. Sure, I don't yeah, want absolutely. To that because some people are genuinely believe in their their craft and their passion and everything else. But just to say, you know what? It was a little bit easier. It was a little bit easier for me. It, I'll admit it. You know what? My, I'm Gwyneth Paltrow. My godfather is Steven Spielberg. He gave me a role in Peter Pan. <laughs> well, that's that made nepotism. It yeah, that's nepotism. That doesn't yeah. really have anything to do with uh, your ethnicity because uh, you know people of other ethnicities have used that same perk themselves. Um, yeah, no question. But I, it's, it's definitely one of privilege, you know, with her family in the industry and things like that. No doubt about it. I, I, I used an example on the air this morning of three people. I don't name the three people, but um, but none of them talk to me anymore. There are three people who were in radio, and they, none of them talk to me anymore. And I've often wondered, why why don't they talk to me anymore? I never hear from them, and I can't get a hold of them or whatever. And I was thinking about it, that these three, th- three uh, people were every bit as good as I am at doing radio. One of them, actually, I would consider to be better at radio than I am. But they never had any success in radio, so it wasn't the talent. It wasn't for the effort. I look. I know I work really, really hard, and I do the best job I possibly can. But I got lucky. There's no doubt about it. I got lucky to be in the right place at the right time, and those three guys never did. And they can't deal with it. And I understand why they can't deal with it. Uh, now, for me to sit around and go, no, no, it was all hard work, and it was all talent, and there was no luck at all, I, I'd be lying to my... I absolutely got lucky. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But most people can't admit that. It's amazing to me. So I guess I do understand, for the first time, why uh, 
it's too painful for those guys to talk to me, even though we were friends, not great friends, but we were friends. But it, I could see it's too painful to talk to me because I made it, I hate to say it, put it this way, but it's the way they see it. I made it big and they didn't. And part of that, the, the, the only part missing for them, because they had the talent, they had uh, all of all was required, but they never got, they didn't have the luck. And I understand that's got to be very painful to deal with. So I don't know if actors can admit that or not. I really don't. Yeah, I, I don't think I think the ego yeah. <laughs> in the way a lot of times here in Hollywood. It does, and, it's, and it is true. And it's also the fear of like, um, am I not worthy by admitting that? Am I saying that I'm less than in a town that is so insecure about itself all the time? Yeah, that's true. You know. Yeah, that's a very yeah. good point. That is a very insecure town. You're 100% right about that. So I, I do want to at some point talk about the actors. I don't care about the movie. I, I, I hated the movie that won Shape of Water because it, it, it was stolen from a play in 1969. Kristen's watched it 15 times. So I know. You careful. love it. Trend you absolutely like love it. the movie. I know you love it. But and it you was, know what? Did you, see, did you hear that like people are buying fish dildos? Based off of the character, yes, I did. Off of an Etsy shop, and they're like sold out now after yes, they won I on did. Sunday. Fish. Yeah, I did oh absolutely. My God, the world's gonna. The world's gone mad. There's no doubt about <laughs> well, it. But oh, uh, I, I will know say. that one. That same movie, Kristen. Let me let me ask you this: um, Would that movie work the other way around? It was a some guy oh. and uh, a woman. It does does in other words, does the Beauty and the Beast story fly for uh, anybody? It's called Flash. I'm sorry? Splash. splash. That's right, Splash. No, oh, Splash. Right. No. The mermaid. No. no, she was beautiful. The bird of, yeah, beautiful. She was mermaid. beautiful. She, she may, may have had a tail. Huh. Not, well, Women well. are always willing to date ugly men, but men are very rarely willing to date oh, ugly women, according what, to Hollywood. What no, a generalization. What no. are you saying, honey? I said according to Hollywood. In, in movies. No, but, Think about it. But that, but that's, <laughs> where a guy dates an ugly girl. You're right. Th- thank you. You're and right. that's, so, so that's a huge issue of sexism. In yes. Hollywood, and actually sexism in literature, because mm-hmm. that story has never been written. There has never been Beauty and the Beast, where the 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 guy's handsome, and the woman isn't. The woman is the beast. That's true. Because it, I don't think it. No, and they'll only date her unless she undergoes like a metamorphosis. Like she's all that, like those teen dramas, where it's like the girl's adored, and then all of a sudden she gets a makeover, and then she's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And so, the guy hates it. So, I think that I think culturally we have. So, when we talk about the Me Too movement and all the important things that we talk about that are absolute essential to change, there are basic cultural things that are going to work against that, in my opinion, that we have to understand and say Mm -hmm. so that we don't let that get in the way of the changes that have to be made. Because those are real things. Because that story has never been written, it's not in literature Mm -hmm. because no one wants to hear it, ever. Right, and I was like, "Why isn't someone writing it?" Because if you're gonna if you're gonna say we're gonna embrace Times Up and Me Too and everything else, someone should be writing it right now. You know what's amazing to me about that is I will tell. I'm not using any names, but Catherine knows them. There was a guy that I knew many many years ago. He was very very handsome, really handsome, and he was married to a woman who was not attractive at all. And they were married and had a couple of kids and the whole deal. As soon as people began to point out that his wife wasn't attractive, he divorced her and married a pretty woman. Yeah. Seriously. As soon as it was pointed out to him that his wife wasn't attractive, 
he got rid of her. And that's been something that I've seen in movies where a guy's dating like either an older woman or somebody that isn't as, you know, isn't thin mm-hmm. and right. perfect and blah, blah, blah. And as soon as his friends point out right. that they think she's a dog, he dumps her. That's I don't what, know, that's, dog's a little Well, wow. sorry, yeah. but Speaking that's what they say. Speaking of being dumped, uh, Kristen, Guys I was going to ask you about this because I've never watched it, but uh, there's a good number of people <laughs> in the state today who are upset at The Bachelor. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. Oh, I am on fire about this. You guys, between the Oscars and The Bachelor, I am like a raving lunatic running around Los Angeles. So here, here's my thing. And I, I want to throw this out. Um, and I put it on my Instagram story. So I know it's still up there. First of all, I don't watch The Bachelor regularly. I knew that this was going to happen. Um, I, I know reality Steve. I know Steve very well on a personal level. Um, so I knew what was the, what the outcome was. So I got sucked into the drama and all the rumors, and I was like, let me see how ABC handles this. So I think I'm a part of the problem by watching this, so I'm throwing it out. <laughs> Way to go. My responsibility. It's your fault. Um, well, yeah, I, I helped ABC with ratings, and I helped Mike Slice, like, you know, take out his message where he just says he hates women, I just feel like. But anyway, besides the point, they called this unedited footage. Guys, it was not unedited footage. There were moments of blackouts. You see, everyone's like, why won't Ari leave? Why is he sticking around? That's because he's being coached by producers off off camera. You know, they're taking a moment. They're like, go back in there. Go back and talk to her. She's upset. If you've ever watched Unreal, you know how producers manipulate these situations. And this is how it goes on every reality show. I think that we, if an era of time's up, if we're really going to embrace this, by the way, we should stop watching The Bachelor and Bachelorette. It's sexist for both genders. It's annoying. It's obnoxious. Now we have to watch another two hours tonight of like an awkward love triangle. Um, They're probably going to make Becca the Bachelorette, and I'm sure she'll take it because she sees it as an opportunity. But I'm like, I feel like you deserve more. You were worth more than this crap that they just dished out at you because you were blindsided and already knew it was going to happen. That's true. Minnesota Minnesota woman, too, we should mention. We will be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about MyPillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first MyPillow, and I love it. It's very comfortable. stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? 
Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. She did it to me. I slipped and fell in love. We are back. Kristen Burt with us. She was at the Oscars on Sunday night, but there's another pressing piece of business, and I will tell the story this way. Michelle Tafoya, who's on the KQ Morning Show, also, of course, is the sideline reporter for Sunday Night Football on NBC. Michelle Tafoya is named to a, uh, married to a man named Mark uh, Vandersall. Mm-hmm. Okay? Very nice guy. Really good guy. They have a wonderful family. But she, this morning, blamed me because every time she sees her husband now, she goes, oh, hi, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) I did not do it. I did not hit her. I did not hit her. I I did did not not. do it. So Mm. I heard you talked to Tommy Wiseau. Yes. I have interviewed interviewed Tommy twice. First time he was great, laughing and joking. Last time he was all crabby, and I don't know why, but he was not a very good... It's probably because he just got done talking to Kristen. (laughs) <laughs> what did you do to that, him, that I, I totally ruined his afternoon. No, he was at the Spirit, Independent Spirit Awards on Saturday. Um, and we were on the, it was a blue carpet. And, so re- and they always have a very long, long, long press line. And we were at the tail end, not the tail end, but I would say probably like eight or nine people in from the end. And all of a sudden, like the back end is where you're supposed to exit, not where you're supposed to enter. But there comes Tommy Wiseau, like sort of stumbling on the carpet. And I, I was like, Tommy, get over here. And he came and did an interview. <laughs> so I was like, what the heck? This is so strange. Now, he was angling big time over the weekend to try and get an invitation to the Oscars. He didn't understand why he wasn't invited. And I was like, well, did anyone ever see your Golden Globes <laughs> speech? <laughs> you tried to hijack it from <laughs> James Franco. They knew that he was too much of a wild card to invite him. I'm sure he went to some of the parties, though. But I was like, oh, this is like the perfect cap to the end of an, a long award show season. Tommy Wiseau, like, stumbles onto the blue carpet. <laughs> <laughs> so what is his deal, do you think? Does anybody really know? Like, why does he have a ton of money? What is that accent, actually? What, what's it, you know, what's the word on the street? Now, I didn't really hear an accent when I interviewed him. I, I know. Thought was- oh, he must have gone to vocal so coaching. So I think it's. Yeah, or is it, like, all put upon, you know? I mean, sometimes, like, Madonna, she goes to London and spends time there, and all of a sudden has an accent. That's true. That's true. You're 100% right. I know. And, you know, he and his screenwriter, Greg, are are working on a new feature, so they're capitalizing on their 15 minutes of fame, which is super smart. Um, And I'm sure some people will go watch it, because, you know what? He's a little bit of this weird little D-list celebrity that... When he walks into a room, people are like, Tommy! (laughs) People get excited to see him. So, you know what? I can't fault him for, like, wanting to try and stay in the spotlight. He should totally do that, because that's smart. Um, He also, like, I was wondering, this this is the other thing, it's just so, so, so superficial. But it looked like he had lip implant, not lip implant, lip 
lip injection. And so I was like trying to see if he had, if he had did like, you know, Varuma or Gobella or whatever the filler (laughs) is for putting your lips. So during half the interview, I was staring at his lips. I was like, it looks like he has lip filler. He does. Is it- and, you know, honestly, in L.A., everybody has lip filler, so yeah. it's usually pretty obvious, so I'm thinking it, it probably it probably does. Is it pronounced Best Friends or Best Fiends? The movie best he's fiends? doing. It is Best Fiends. Oh, best- okay. Is best it- Fiends, yeah. <laughs> because there is an R. There is an R, but it's in parentheses, so I guess you're supposed to not pronounce that. It's like frenemies. Yes. Yeah, I suppose. Best friends. Friends of our enemies. Best friends. <laughs> exactly. Oh, hi, Mark. But yeah, I, I just talked to Tommy about, uh, oh, I guess three months ago, something like that, and he was just not in a very good mood, and he just, first time I talked to him, he was all excited because I knew who he was. That that was years ago. See, Andy is the first one that ever told me about The Room, because I didn't know anything about How did you find out about The Room, Andy? <laughs> Uh, it's a convoluted story. There's a site called Newgrounds that's super, well, relative to the internet, it's super old. Um, mm. and people basically make little games and put them up there, and for some reason, uh, the creator of the site and a bunch of other important people related to the site decided to make a game that was basically a point-and-click adventure of that movie. So I played that first... And then I decided to watch the movie to see if, like, you know, how faithful it could have possibly been to the movie. And when I find found out that it was, you know, almost word for word, I, uh, you know, it was hard to believe at first. I did not hit her. So it's lines. not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, so in the room, <laughs> little things like that. In the room, they played up that I did not. I did not. Yeah, he uh, he uh, extended that in the uh, the movie. Mm-hmm. So, what did you think of the movie, The Disaster Artist, Kristen? It was not my favorite of the season. Um, no, and you know, I wish. Yeah, surprisingly, you know how I feel about Franco. But he was, you know, Franco was good in the movie. I, I think I wished I had seen the room first. To have that, like, space. yeah, it definitely and then, helped. Yeah, after artists, and I, I, you know, if I'm really bored, maybe I'll go back and like watch them back to back. But probably not. Let's be honest. I did not. <laughs> I love that. I just think it was an interesting story. I mean, here you are in acting class, and all of a sudden, I mean, Mark's life changes forever. <laughs> yeah, just by chance encounter. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was hilarious, and that first scene where Tommy Wise is it Wizzo or Wiseo? Wiseau. Yeah. It is Wiseau. Yeah, Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. That first scene when he's going, Stella! 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 <laughs> oh, God, it's the greatest thing of all time. It really is. Well, that was, I, I thought the um, scene where the, everybody was in the audience and he, at the premiere, I thought that that was like the best. Oh, everybody starts laughing at the him. whole movie. Thank well, you for coming to my movie, my dark comedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how I intended it. I'm like, but he's such a character. I'm like, there's something like, in some ways, like he's he's got this little bubble around him, and I'm like, I don't ever want to burst that bubble because yeah. there's something very pure about it. But mm-hmm. I kind of dig, and I think that's why people like him. Yeah, yeah. there's like a childlike quality to him. I think, I think oh, it's yeah. brain damage. Yeah. Andy oh, thinks it's Andy. brain damage. <laughs> no, I really do. I think that he like you know wasn't an accident or something. And it's just Could kind be. of put him in a permanent state of naivete, which seems to be working for him because, you know. Or maybe he's on the spectrum or something. He's I one of the, well, yeah, that's, uh, but the way he talks, I don't know. 
because it's not an Eastern European accent. It's not any accent that anyone can identify. No. To me, it sounds like an Eastern European accent plus, you know, the in- inability to control part of his tongue or something. <laughs> so, t- t- Andy, you should write some fan fiction. You've got this guy all figured out. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, no. my God. I would love that. Tommy Wiseau fan fiction. I could all tweet it out. You should definitely do that, Andy. A story of his life. Yeah. All your... All your uh, Suspicions. Kristen, has anybody ever discovered where all of that money came from? Because nobody knows where the money came from. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. See, Daddy, I, let's, let's, let's bring Russia into this story. Because, yeah. like, you bring Russia into every story yeah. these days. I Olympics, love it. politics. Let's, let's just throw it right in here with uh, Tommy Wiseau. It is true. <laughs> My guess was... See, don't give away your fan fiction. I'm You're not just writing this. <laughs> My guess was that he grew up in, you know, some Eastern Bloc country uh, to an either wealthy or, you know, um, a royal family or something like that. And then he got in in an accident. He ended up with brain damage. So they said, you know, go to America. We'll give you a ton of money, but you can't ever talk about us again. (laughs) And there you go. I like it. I like it, too. I'm telling you, you need to write that story. That uh, that definitely worked for me. All right, so I I know we only have a few minutes left, so I want to I want to bring this up. Uh, you love the best picture, and a lot of people did. I thought it was horrendous. Um, I thought best actor was right on the money, and then I found out he hit his wife in the mm-hmm. face with a phone, which I'm not wild about. Uh, Frances McDormand was fantastic. I love her. I think we love she's, her. Oh, she's wonderful. What was with the laugh, though, Kristen? Her maniacal laugh when she get up on the stage. Say what the I, hell? You is... know what I love? You know what I love about her? She doesn't care at all about anything. No, right. she shows nope. up with like a little bit of Vaseline on her lips, and maybe she pinched her cheeks. Like no makeup, and no other woman would dare step on that red carpet without a full face of makeup and like lash extensions. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, like she's so real and. Um, I had seen her the day before, too, at the Spirit Awards, and she's so just refreshing. And she honestly, she was just like, this award show season takes, can I swear, by the way? No. Yes, can I say a four-letter word? No? Yes, you can. Yes? No? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, this award show season takes four fucking ever. She's <laughs> like, let's get on with it. She was just ready for the whole thing to be over with. <laughs> she's amazing. Um, <laughs> And so by Sunday, I think it was like her maniacal, like, oh, my God, this thing is finally over. I got my damn award. And you know what? I got a mic drop for you. Here she goes. She knew she was going to do this whole, like, you know, inclusion rider. It was great. She's like, done. Bye. (laughs) So best actor, best actress, I thought was perfect picks, great picks. I thought they were both wonderful. You get to um, Sam Rockwell in Three Billboards. I thought he was fantastic as well. But mm-hmm. Allison Janney beats them all. She was unbelievable in I, Tanya. God, she was good. She was good. I saw that movie back in October, and I don't know if I said it to you guys, but, uh, you know, I was telling people, I'm like, she is your best supporting actress where it's done. No one else is going to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was just, and, you know, a friend of hers wrote the role, said, you're going to play this role in this movie. And she was like, what? Um, you know, it's a good friend of hers. And he was like, People think you're a good actress, but you haven't had that like amazing mm-hmm. role that showcases everything you can do. And he was right mm-hmm. because he wrote her an incredible piece of work, and she delivered, and then some. She did. She was wonder. I thought all four of them were wonderful picks. 
I, I'm sad to hear that Gary Oldman may have. Is there any proof that he did abuse it? Because he said they were fighting over the phone and she grabbed the cord and pulled on it and then it hit her in the face. That's what he says. Yeah, and, and he said she said it was brought up during their divorce. So mm-hmm. you can take one side saying it's mm-hmm. a, you know, an abused wife getting out. You can say it from his side of like, oh, she was being petty and angry at him. You know, I'm just throwing that out there. Um, yeah. I usually think that women aren't going to come forward with, most women are not going to come forward with allegations that aren't true. Yeah. Um, and I think she that's spoke true. Out, you know, on, she spoke yeah. out on Monday just saying, you know, it's disgusting that not only did you honor Gary, but you also honored Kobe. So um, I yep. think that she, I think that it happened. And let's not forget, Gary's been married five times. Other than that, though. <laughs> Not the easiest guy to be married to, Chris. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, he does seem like There's he'd be a, a track little, record there. Yeah, it seemed like he'd be a little difficult to get along with at times. It does seem that way. I don't think there's any question about that. He was that. married to Uma Thurman when she was real young. He was? Really? Yes. I, I did not know that. I had no idea that was true. He was married to Uma Thurman? <laughs> he was like Uma Thurman when she was like total, like, I don't know, I want to say like 20 or something. She got married very, very young. That was her first marriage. Although, did uh, they got married in 1990. Yeah, so she was 20. She was 20, yeah. She was 20 years old. And he would have been 32. 32 By Hollywood standards, that's not too big of a swing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. No, it doesn't sound shocking. Isn't that crazy? I'm like, oh. But 20 is young to get married. It is it's, young. Yeah, very young. Is it true that, that Rose McGowan was married to Marilyn Manson? <laughs> is that true? Did they wind up getting uh, they, I know they dated for a long time. Did they wind up getting married? They were like engaged. The answer um, is no. Oh, she was not married to Marilyn Manson. Her first marriage she was, engaged. was Davey Detail. What a Davey Detail, of course name. it was. Let's marry Davey Detail. Why not? It sounds fake. It oh, sound it is fake. fake. His real name is David Levitt, but David he has Levitt. to be, you know, oh. cool. He's got to be kooky. He's part of the L.A. Art Collective, because of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> And he is actually much younger than Rose. Oh, he is? Um, well, 10 years, which, again, not really that big of a deal by Hollywood standards, but it's uh, unusual right. for the woman to be significantly older than the man. Hey, look, we only have a minute left here in this entire hour, and I would say <laughs> this. Rose McGowan was one of the first women that came forward and said, I'm sick of this crap, and I'm not going to put up with it anymore. She was very strong, and she she was one of the first that came forward and started this whole hashtag mm-hmm. Me Too thing, and I... I've always liked her. Always liked Rose McGowan. Yeah, she's she's a ball buster, honestly. And Good. I think that, you know, she's not going to back down. And what she went through with Harvey Weinstein, I don't think you'd wish it on anyone. Oh, let's be honest. You're absolutely right. A fantastic hour. You see, every week on Tuesday, you come on, and the hour goes, blows by, and then you just go back to bed. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I got nothing to do. I don't have to go to the studio or anything like that. nothing better to do. (laughs) But thanks for listening to me. I was fired up today. I was like, oh, I've got so much to say. You had a lot to say. Okay, well, hi, Mark. Goodbye. Bye, Kristen. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Talk to you next week. Oh, God, I love working with her. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, our L.A. entertainment reporter back, Tom Bernard Show.